All right, I got I got breaking news. I got the most exciting shit ever for you. Guess okay. what? What? I was let go from my job. Yeah. I was let go, but it's gonna be okay. Like let the go. Ch- I was let it's go. Like- They're like, we thought about it, and we're gonna open our grip on you and let you uh-huh. go. But it's a good it's a good deal because, as you know. That opens up time for gaming that like like you never had. When you get older, Adam, I'm not sure if you know this, uh, but as we get older, vacations are like rare. And then they're with yeah. your family. So you're you know, like even holidays. Really yeah. Holidays are what? A list of things to do. Cook this, talk to this person that you'd never want to see, like, and you're like obligated to see them. Mm. But when you have these gaps of like, hey, you get to be unemployed and on the couch for like x amount of days this doesn't happen anymore like if this like it's retirement and it's just periods of being laid off these are our few remaining joys in life you know what i'm saying uh mega dads live is a mature rated podcast it's for the mega dads the mega moms but not the mega kids so put on those earmuffs and let's go I, 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 I'm glad you're taking this so well. <laughs> oh, I'm jazzed. Are you kidding me? Are you really? So I Well, now I am, yeah, because I'm thinking about all the gaming possibilities. Now it's sunk in that you are, it's it's summer. School has been let out. It's yeah, summertime. Well, so my buddy, he, uh, similar thing happened to him. And I, you know what? I'm like, let me get you a game. You know, let me hook you up with some credit. And uh, he ended up playing Persona 5 through rolled credits oh he was laid off for a long time then no he he, (laughs) well you know when when you're just you know job searching and then having a lot of time i think he did in a couple weeks he beat the game and and it was like wow so like if you had time right now Mm. let's just say you were let go (laughs) what would you what would you really sit down and sink your teeth into would you think a game that's maybe on your backlog like you, I have to go RPG something yeah. because you're never gonna have time. Mm-hmm. So you know, Persona seems like a like an ideal yeah. let go game. I think that I think that honestly probably would be my game because that's like 500 hours long. I did yeah. start that game. I I got probably 20 hours into it, and I felt like I hadn't done anything yet. You know, like I barely scratched the surface. And you didn't. <laughs> it, right. It's just like it's ridiculous how stupid long that game is. And I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it, but I had to stop because I'm like, I I can't, I cannot get through this game. Um, it's probably a perfect like in-between game too. Really, now that I think about it, it probably should be what I'm playing right now um, because like, you have to take, you have to piecemeal a game like that. You cannot sit and play, unless you are laid off, you cannot sit and play that whole thing all the way through because there's just, there's just too much to, you have to live, right? Um, I mean, a, yeah, sure. sure. An, another, one would, <laughs> another one would probably be back. I want to go back and play Final Fantasy VI again. Uh, I got the Pixel Remaster and I never, I never started it. Uh, you're, it's absolutely an RPG. It's got to be an RPG. Well, games can be healing, right? I mean, you, everybody needs time. We weren't built to just work, 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 work until the end. So, like, take some time for yourself. 
you know, Hypecaster, you got this. Don't worry about it. So, Don't worry about it. I'm just pumping myself up. <laughs> so what's your game? Uh, yeah. Uh, have gonna, to be are we going to get to it? Uh, Final Fantasy Remake is uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, because I had not started it. I was waiting for it to come to Xbox. So I would finally pull the trigger, play on PC, and get it get it over with because it's Final Fantasy VII, one of my definitely top 10 games of all time probably top five can't wait one day one day it's all gonna go down and- all right honey it's your birthday month <laughs> and um i just texted you two photos please open i was just decided that that was the game i was gonna play oh my god this is awesome. Thank you, Megadeth. Thank you. Baba <laughs> Blast is coming my, right up. Megadeth should do something on TV. Megadeth should do Thank kids' you. content. Thank you so much. You make so, so much money, much, everybody. I was just deciding that that was the game I was gonna play. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna finally do it. Oh my god, it's gonna be great. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Love you guys. You know, last month we recorded our our 2024 predictions and stuff. And we were talking about 2023 and 2024 and how we're optimistic about 2024. It's going to be a better year. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That lasted like 14 minutes. It it, I hadn't even published the fucking episode yet (laughs) before you gave me the news. And then like, honestly, this year so far in the short time that it's been here, has been an absolute disaster for everyone. Um, I got COVID. My mother broke her back. Yeah. My daughter is is upstairs right now with a positive COVID test. (gasps) Um, Adam, you're infected as we speak. Well, I mean, and that's, it's been like a, what? Two week gap since I had it now, maybe. And so that means she got it somewhere else. And so there's COVID in the house again. Uh, we had car trouble. Um, you got let go from your job. I know two people from my work that got let go. Um, the fucking- gaming industry got hit. Tech tech got hit. Google just said, we're firing people this year and didn't say how many or when. Who does that? They did that. Yeah. They did that. They're I'm, like, wow, that's that hurts. I'm hoping that like it's front loaded. All the bullshit. Yeah, is get it out of the way. Front loaded because it's like that first piece of poop. It's the hardest to like. <laughs> Make a dance, being super positive. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not been great so far, but. Maybe we sh- maybe we should do our maybe we should do our super positives. Mega Dad's being super positive. Let's just do it. Let's try to let's yeah, try to let's cleanse. Turn the let's turn the turn the corner on uh, the first fourteen minutes of twenty twenty four. That was a, a disaster. What do you My, what do you what are, is there uh, do you have one? <laughs> oh yeah, of okay, course. Right, I let's do. go. So my daughter. Um, is like the cutest thing in the world she's gonna she's three gonna be four in march and she learns by like 
seeing on, on things on YouTube and stuff like things that kids I don't remember learning about for like quite a while. So she picked up ballet like real moves. So like the, there'll be all these people who make uh, a lot during the pandemic. They would do like kids shows and like teach kids numbers, sing them songs, keep them occupied and do educational stuff. And there's all these creators on YouTube. Uh, that are out there doing this type of thing. There's like things like Blippy that's just like, hey, he's into like, uh, like jet skiing and like. Is uh, Blippy still around? Thing. Yeah, Blippy's huge. I we saw Blippy live. You uh, bullshit! You saw Blippy yeah. live? B-L-I-P-P-I. Was it actual Blippy or was uh, it like? No, it was like one Blippi. of the. No, it was a knockoff Blippy, and the voice wasn't exactly right. It was just like, but but she cried like seeing Michael Jackson on stage in the 80s when, when girls yeah. just like cry it's michael she was like that crying it's blippy and it was like crazy. it was it, it was it was insane like it like she had a great time and she's just getting cuter and cuter and what she learned was ballet and now she's in ballet class and there's just a special joy when you're a dad and you just see like your kid do something so advanced she's like plie and like like doing things and very like uh like mimicking like the right. like slow gracefulness like putting her hand like like little movements and stuff and there's just like i'm just amazed like when your kids hit those milestones and that dexterity and that intelligence you're just like jaw on the floor yeah. and that's a super positive for me because like this is the type of stuff I never really thought about with being a dad. I, I was like, this is going to be hard. This is going to be stressful. Like, obviously there's joys, but this is like an unexpected type of, of joy. Like, I was like, wow, insane. Does your uh, son do like ballet or like anything like El- that? Well, he does. A, he's a black belt. Right? Elliot's in karate. There we go. And yeah. uh, he's... Yeah, he he's been in it for so long that it's kind of like I don't know if he's just like not digging it anymore or if he's just getting older and lazy and that point where he like I don't care, I don't care, oh, you know. Oh wow! I don't know that if he's too sucks. cool for it. He still goes, but he doesn't seem as into it. But Nora, uh, we got her gymnastics lessons Ooh, for yes. Christmas. That was her Christmas gift. Is she's wanted to be in gymnastics forever. So it's the same kind of thing. Um, she. She does the, you know, does the form, you know, that yeah. she sees on TV or sees on YouTube T-pose. or whatever, has no idea why you do it. But like every time she does like a half a cartwheel, she does the stance and I it's, it's hilarious. You're exactly right. They just, they mimic, they, they take what they see and they, they copy it. And so she's happier than a pig and shit doing gymnastics and it's cool. You're right. It is. It's totally cool. I never got to do any of that kind of stuff when I was a kid no sports no like hey here's a ball throw it i mean i I, so my my experience with doing sports was my mom signed me up for baseball and i went to one uh baseball tryout and uh everybody laughed at me and then the coach was like yeah he's gonna have to go down to like the peewee uh he's just not there yet and i was like Fuck it, I'm out. Peace. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you're not a real real big sports. I'm person. not a very athletic gentleman, you know? No, are you kidding me? Up until that point, my baseball experience was like NES, uh, Bo Jackson oh. baseball. Hit A at the right time was about Got all it. I had. So. so you're not really into sports. That's okay. It's not for everybody. 
Mm -mm. I like them. I just can't do them. I do something special once a year for my birthday. My birthday's next week. Every year, I go to the casino and I gamble a little bit. That's you do. My, that's my tradition. It's it's my vice. I like roulette. I I like. I think I have an addictive personality with things. Like if something's just could really get my get the hooks in me like that. Uh -huh. So that's why I really try to limit. So like once a year for my birthday, and then like if it's someone else's birthday, they'll be like, hey, let's go. So I'd say I typically go like max three times, maybe four, three or four a year. Really? Um, but it's a tradition. So we go. I always kind of like lose a little bit of money and uh, actually won 300 something dollars yesterday, which is cool. No way. Yeah. We, uh, my sister's very lucky. She's like pointing out like numbers. She's like, I'm really feeling 32. I'm really feeling whatever. And she's like hitting like, uh, you only roll the ball a few times in the game of roulette. And, uh, because there's so many people placing money and coming in just fat stacks of cash, like on, on different things. And there's a lot of activity at our casino. So you, you don't really get to a lot of chances throughout an hour period or two to, to win. So I would say of like the, 12 rolls she won seven which was like wow un unheard of like actually like on the number or like if we did like a third of the board you could do that it's just it was really good and it was fun um do you have any traditions you do for your birthday oh, or any vice you let yourself dip into only once or twice a year Oh my God! Uh, well, it's not—it's not the casino because I am notoriously unlucky. I, I know. I, I know. Ed, I'm looking at you, man. You look like a slice of American cheese, man. I'm sorry. Every—is it the light coming in? Uh huh. I look super. Pale. Oh no! You're just—you um, just that type of individual. It's your I don't, complexion. Yeah, okay. Uh. I, I've gone to the casino with other people and I just lose my sh I just lose my ass like uh, the, the the best experience I ever had at a casino was uh, I saw George Carlin perform you're uh, kidding at, me. at a casino. AI George Carlin the before I died George Carlin oh be um, alive George yeah, Carlin alive George Free Carlin AI? I saw him, and it was awesome. great he came to Minnesota I went to see him and then uh, I got incredible food poisoning from the buffet <laughs> so oh, don't uh, eat at a casino bro it, it's mean, icky it's icky um do i i i don't really have a routine because as i've aged out you know we talked about gift giving and all that stuff like the birthday party just kind of becomes like whatever the kids want to do you know so you don't really it's your birthday so we're going out to a place like you want to eat a lot of people kind of do that like we go out yeah. to eat for my birthday yeah but i also don't really like going out much he's <laughs> so, like for my birthday i want to sit right here and have everyone shut the hell up you're not far off i i tell my wife i'm like all i want is like for there to be no arguing today that's a win for me like that's a that's a holiday like if if there's not an argument or like the kids don't scream at each other. That's a win. So wow. usually my birthday is in August. So like I'll like to grill, you know, we'll oh, just yeah. stay home and we'll grill out, maybe have a fire in the backyard. I 
I'm the kind of guy that when people say, what's your plan for the weekend? I say, I hope nothing. Because like yeah, legit, that's, that's what I like is to not have to do something and not plan to do something. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the way to, it's a really Non-plans. lame answer, but no, but, I mean, I get it. it. Yeah. Some people are like that, you know, and then you have those people who are like, well, like I like to like clean my house, like on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I want to build something in the garage and get like all full of sawdust and sweat. Like certain people, that's what they want to do. Like if they have a chance, but I like relaxing too. Good job, Adam. I respect that. That's good. No vices for Adam. He's clean cut. I wanted to talk about our three most anticipated games of the year. Um, 2024, is it's got a lot to live up to. Last year was huge. Last year, even the year before, huge. We've had consecutive years of just amazing, amazing games. One after the other, after the other, after the other. And this year feels to me it feels a little differently like the, i feel like the front end of the year is kind of loaded with with definites but um as nintendo is ramping down going up to the switch 2 we don't know what's on the horizon playstation hasn't announced a hell of a lot so like we're expecting a huge state of play from them i would hope uh about what's going to come out later this year because we really don't know a lot so this year feels kind of ambiguous right do you agree with that I feel like it's uh, gonna catch us by surprise. There's from Xbox. There's still a lot of in the pipeline that should have come out, you know, a year or two ago. And I'm surprised. So much has fallen by the wayside uh, on the Nintendo front. I kept expecting a uh, Silk Song to release. Um, there is so much that should be coming. Yeah. But it's all a mystery. And yeah, I, I just feel like it will end up being packed. Because I would say there's at least five, ten heavy hitters releasing this year. And there's more to come because yeah. the fall isn't even like filled out. So it's going to be a banger. Um, I'm not sure about, you know, of all time. I don't think we know yet. But right. it's it's definitely packed. There are, there are things to play. I have a prediction out there that one day soon will have too many games and they're going to start cannibalizing each other and they're going to be like, oh, wow, we have two amazing games and they, the audience is just split with funds and time mm-hmm. and we're not going to have enough time. It's going to be a very odd conversation when that day ever comes. But who knows? It might be 2024. Let's talk about the three games that we are expecting. Either they're confirmed or they're confirmed as a date or they're confirmed as a year. And it's it's something that we know is coming this year and we're really hyped about. The first game for mine is probably the most obvious, Silent Hill 2. I've been waiting for more Silent Hill forever. PlayStation released a video uh, earlier this, earlier last month, um, indicating all the games that are coming out for the year. And surprisingly, two games were in there that I was surprised by. One was the Metal Gear game because I didn't know that they had put a release date on that at all and the other is silent hill 2 uh which means that that game's coming sometime this year um so i i'm that's one of my most anticipated games i'm it's one of my favorite games of all time it's getting a remake from bloober team which i love bloober team games so this is this is this is a big one for me this is a big deal i don't know if it's gonna be a huge hit you know, Silent Hill's been dead for so long. Like, I don't know that there's a big market for Silent Hill to come back, but Konami's trying, and they're trying with, like, their most uh, popular installment in the franchise. So that's 
That's the first one for me. What do you got? Yeah, that one's going to be good. Um, there's so much potential when they do these uh, remakes re of like classic games that sometimes they put that spin, right? Where things get even better. Um, they reinvent it for the modern age. So yep. interesting. Uh, Capcom uh, helped develop uh, Dragon's Dogma way back in the day. It got a revitalization uh, in Darker Risen, which was like a like an advanced version, like plus. And then now they're coming out with finally, years later, Dragon's Dogma 2. The whole pitch of this game is it's a fantasy action RPG, but the, the two things it did incredibly well was create an environment, like an open world, for you to explore and when nighttime came it was truly dark so when you'd be exploring and you walk away from like the castle area across the rolling hills into like a cave or something like that you'd have a lamp on you and you need that lamp so the the visuals of just finding a creature in the dark and then fighting that creature amongst like your lamp light fantastic and then the second thing it did is whether we notice it or not in games when you do like a sword swing and then it makes contact a lot of times there's like a a flash of light or color and very rarely does like a blade go into something uh nowadays we have like dismemberment where if you yeah. shoot cut there will be a limb coming off or like entrails inside of an enemy all sorts of weird stuff like that way back in the day when they had this game in uh, Dragon's Dogma, 2013 was Dark Arisen. You climb up the back of big enemies with <laughs> knives, get up there, and then start stabbing it in the face. So the, the contact between your character and the control you have and the enemy was like unheard of. And this, this applied to everything. Like if you did a like spell and it pushed or something came out of the the sky and like destroyed something things would like move around there was a lot of interactivity with like what you do and the enemies and it was it, it was ahead of its time and a lot of ideas and it's coming back dragons dogma 2 action rpg baby capcom's on a roll so capcom is on a roll i, I, I love, trust them i love seeing how successful capcom has been over like the last decade because they've they had such a, a dry period, you know, they became Konami almost where they all disappeared and now they are just, everything is just hitting so well for them. Yep. Super cool. Um, my, and you know what, now that I look at my list, they are literally all remakes. Yeah. <laughs> this next one is Tomb Raider Trilogy Remastered. This is actually coming out very soon. Coming out on Valentine's Day. Um, I, Tomb, the classic Tomb Raider is so special to me. It is a game series that uh, I really enjoyed playing with my mother. My mother was a huge tomb, is a huge Tomb Raider fan, and we played that original Tomb Raider over the holidays. I got it for Christmas, and I have such great memories of playing that with her. Uh, and they are remastering the original original trilogy. Obviously, there's been like three sets of Tomb Raider trilogies, right? The original one which came out on like Sega Saturn and PlayStation 1, which is this <laughs> trilogy here. Uh, and then there was The Legend, 
uh, trilogy, Legend and Anniversary and Underworld, which released on the PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360. I think Xbox and Xbox 360. And then, of course, the survival, tr the Survivor trilogy, which you know we just got not that long ago. But this original Tomb Raider is it's it's campy, it's summer blockbuster action. You're dual wielding Uzis and fighting dinosaurs and globe trotting for treasure. Uh, I'm very curious to see how the second and the third game hold up. I've played mm -hmm. the original one multiple times, and I I know it top to bottom. Uh, but I only played through Tomb Raider 2 and Tomb Raider 3 once. So I'm interested to see how these hold up and what improvements they've made. They've made, they've made changes to the graphics, obviously. Uh, they've, they've given it, you have a choice between modern controls or the old tank controls because it controlled like a Resident Evil game, like an old Resident Evil game where you would, you know, point Lara which way you wanted to go and then hold up to go if you hit back she would do like a little hop backwards but oh, now yeah. they're gonna they're gonna give it the modern controls or you can play with the old tank controls um so it's it's still gonna feel very old right because it was it was built on this grid based system where it was almost like a chessboard the environment was squares it was uh very uh very ergonomic i guess in that way so it's gonna feel like an old game but i like that i like going back to these old games and having them put just enough of a polish on it where it's fun and accessible, you know, but it still feels like the old, the old experience. So I'm really excited for that. That comes out on all platforms um, very, very soon. $29.99 and 10% off if you pre-purchase. Um, so Priced that's right. really good for three, for three games. The, the high frame rate and from what I'm seeing in like the, little trailer is like really impressive the graphics they didn't overdo it yeah. uh is what i'm seeing here still, but the, the, still looks old but yeah it looks better it the way that um i've heard it described recently is it looks the way that you remember it which yeah. are like uh, our minds like kind of upgrade it like our uh, uh to see what it looks like now is it's a difference and it's a just enough not too much i love it so my next most anticipated game of 2024, oh, Metaphor Re-Fantasio. So, I, I don't even know what this is. So Metaphor Re-Fantasio uh, has some creators from the Persona, from Atlas um, series, who are responsible for Persona. And what we have is it, it's from developers of Persona 3, 4, and 5, and it's a persona in the fantasy realm. So with all the Persona games, you typically have like a half where you're in modern day, and then you have like a fantastical element where you become like a superhero and you have this alternate reality, a shadow above or underneath um, the school and town and regular day job life. There's a underworld full of monsters where you have magic and summons and things like that. So there's all there's this duality. They've gotten away from that in this game, and they say let's get the style of the Persona games with a medieval fantasy twist. Oh, cool. so we're talking castles, dragons. Um, a lot of interesting races and um, creatures and magic 
and all all of that and then they're gonna go with a slightly different like uh arc action like dynasty warriors like fighting through minions instead of like turn-based whereas then the bosses and the larger difficult enemies turn into turn-based so it's a lot of ideas are coming into this where it's the same as hey calendar system make friends but instead of making friends you're making like political connections with another kingdom to try to overtake the 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 dragons or whatever the hell's going on in the right. game so there's a lot we don't know but persona meets medieval fantasy is the pitch and cool. new like new gameplay new this like we're, we're gonna get weird is the whole like pitch of what i've seen in the trailers it looks so weird it looks it, weird it looks super weird it looks very busy in a way uh -huh. and I, i'm looking forward to it but with a game with a name like that metaphor re fantasio you know that they might go a little overboard into the weirdness and just get into that like so we'll see um i'm very excited for it though and a lot of people are um it's such a hard game to explain it's, in a short time. It's yeah. It, you know, I, I like we talked about it before, like I really enjoyed my time with persona, but it, it definitely is just like, it's fucking weird. You got to really embrace just the strangeness of it. And it looks like with this medieval setting, um, it's, it's, it's leveling up. It's weird a little bit. I'm looking at a picture of a, it looks like a piranha plant with a guy's face coming out of the middle of it and he's got four eyeballs and his tongue is armored he's got an armored spike tongue coming out yeah it's weird it's weird this, i'm looking at a screenshot of you traversing the land with what looks like either a hoverboard or some type of like rocket skates and there's a, a fairy kind of like navi like just going around you as well so and you're rad. you're you're in this city that kind of looks like like france in the like 1900s mm -hmm. um yeah yeah it's cool it's let's go it, it, yeah is it, what platform <laughs> is this coming out this looks it's really awesome. i think it's going to be coming out on multiple on like okay. the uh big consoles and pc i believe but uh we'll have to confirm that super cool well my last game that i'm anticipating is another big rpg um final fantasy 7 rebirth it i'm going to be uh stunned if this is not my game of the year for the year i we were talking about this in the discord i honestly thinking about this game and the anticipation that i have for this particular installment not just this project but this particular installment is going to be revisiting one of the most iconic scenes in video game history yeah. um and the hype that I have for for that is off the charts. This project, I don't want to talk too much about it because like the Final Fantasy VII remake project is, it's not what you think. It is what you think and it's not what you think. Like there's a lot of twists in there and there's a lot of unexpectedness with playing through these games. And so building up to this pivotal moment, um, Square has a huge opportunity to piss a lot of people off or make a lot of people extremely happy or both right i mean it's 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 a it's a it's a needle that they need to thread and i think they did so with the with remake remake was like everything that i wanted it to be and more 
and the stakes are so much higher in this one. I don't know how they're going to achieve it, but I have faith because that game was so amazing. Um, I'm, I'm excited that the full party is going to be in this game. I see renders of Vincent and Yuffie and Sid. Um, Golden Saucer is, you know, everybody loves the Golden Saucer in Final Fantasy. Like, this is like, this is the one out of the Final Fantasy VII Remake trilogy that I am most excited about. So I'm just, I'm pumped out of my mind. So when I think of Final Fantasy VII, I think that what makes it special is by the end, not even, by the middle. <laughs> the first third, you're already invested in the characters. You have, you know, love interest. You have a care for, you know, Barrett and his child, basically. You have... Uh, uh, an enemy to hate all these emotions do would you say because i haven't played it final fantasy 7 remake does it accomplish that by the end of that game are yeah. you invested in the characters again yes absolutely and a big part really? of that is obviously people a lot of people like you and i are carrying a lot of that into the game right mm -hmm. um and what final fantasy remake did so well is they took like the first five hours of the game and they made it a 30 to 40 hour experience so they give you so much more of all the characters and they they amplify it with incredible voice acting and directing and storytelling they just expand on everything that made you fall in love with those characters plus you're already carrying that expectation um and they do a great job of sidestepping a lot of that expectation to give you something new which makes the experience familiar and unexpected and just like it, uh, they absolutely nailed it like I want I want you to play this game so bad <laughs> it's it's so good for somebody who has a lot of love for Final Fantasy 7 I've already played through remake twice and I'm probably gonna try to squeeze in another one before rebirth comes out it's just it's a great project and I don't know how square has pulled this off so well but they really have that's exciting so my final most anticipated game of 2024 it, it's quite honestly probably like a tie between like avowed some anime mmos like a bunch of things that i've like seen recently but i think what still probably takes the cake because it's coming so soon is uh grand blue fantasy relink so this is an action rpg that is coming soon it has a demo out for ps4 and 5 that i have not been able to partake in since i don't have those consoles but other people are experiencing it and i'm looking at the gameplay and it's just amazing is this We're a, talking, is this a playstation exclusive or uh, they just it's have going the demo? to be pc and okay. playstation so god knows why there's no demo out on pc yeah, that's weird but that's where i'll be having to pick it up and play and it's just like bombastic uh fantasy you know anime type uh fire and magic and enemies and just amazing and that's kind of what they that genre does in spades right when you want to have just I want to fill the screen with like magic effects and feel like overpowered and feel like this is all just a fireworks show like in front of me, like display of combat and action. And that's kind of what I want. And it has a multiplayer element so you can go in with party members that are not AI controlled. You could have other people with you group up and kind of take on different missions. 
and it seems to be right up my alley and coming soon. So uh, Grand Blue, that this Grand Blue thing is not something that I'm familiar with myself, but it's an anime. It also has different spin-off games of different types. There was just a 2D fighting game or no, it might be a 2D, 3D fighting game, but there are different games in the Grand Blue whole universe of games. And this is one that's coming out. Uh, soon in the action space so it's, that's kind of up my alley it is stunning it, it is it looks fantastic I'm... and apparently the gameplay is quite compelling and challenging which is the type of thing that i i gravitate toward so uh, if you can play the demo and you're on playstation and you have that then i would you know take a peek at it because a lot of people are enjoying it if that's at all your bag i would try to try to look into it i will be downloading this demo when we're done recording because i hope you like it yeah. this looks amazing i want to give one special shout out to all of our listeners whether you've been listening for one episode or a hundred thank you so much like it's it's like the community's growing we have like a new like revitalization i feel like yep. and we're hanging out we're in the mega dad's discord we are gaming together like every Tuesday we're doing a little something here and there. Sometimes we're playing Overwatch, sometimes we're just chatting or playing Fortnite or whatever. So thank you for being here. Mega Dads isn't Mega Dads without the good people who listen and tell their friends about it and try to keep it from their kids because you're trying to have a good uh, time and you don't want them to listen to all this drivel. Thank you for all that effort and keeping our show away from your kids' ears and into yours. Thank you. That's the perfect way to end this episode as we continue with Megadad's 10-year anniversary. My God. Yep. Good shit. Antonio, are you getting have... the tattoo on you? Are you getting the tattoo on your genitals? The Should, I get Should I get a or the tattoo Megadad? on my genitals? I'll get a Megadad's tattoo. I'm gonna get go. a I'm gonna get a tattoo of Paul the Pizza on my taint. Have a happy birthday, Antonio.